welcome back to episode 119 of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us EPE. At the time of recording this, it is Monday, 18 July, 6.30 Pacific Date Time. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Sounds like a good, like, uh, a good NPR voice. <laughs> That's how we should start. We should do an AS. We should do an ASMR edition of Room 303. We'll just use Eric's mouth breathing. That's right. How did I know that was coming? And welcome back to Room 303. <gasps> hey, if if my if my unhealthiness could get somebody, Eric, off, nobody I'm asked you how you were yet. There's there's addiction to this. There's a schedule to this podcast, Eric. Yeah, I try to. It's called, being, it's called being professional, and you're not being professional. And I get LeBron, so this is. Whatever it is, what it is. And how, how are you doing today, Eric? Eric? I was good until about thirty seconds ago, but no, I'm doing good. I'm excited. Home run derby's going on right now. I have it on the side. You guys see Juan Soto's disrespectful ass bat flip? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, I mean, nobody really. It's baseball, but I'm trying to you know, yeah. Say something. I'm pro. I'm pro bat flip. So I like if you're gonna cry home run derby about a bat flip, or you need to stop sports writing. I'm pro everything, though. I'm pro everything. Pitcher gets big strikeout. Do a celebration. Batter hits big jack. Do big celebration. (laughs) Outfielder makes big catch. Do big celebration. I don't know. Make baseball fun. Everyone needs a a team celebration. When When the pitcher gets that final out, they all run onto the field together and do a ridiculous celebration. Maybe they do a mob. Maybe they do a chore- choreographed like uh, dance routine where they lift up the other person into the air. They build a pyramid. No, I it has to be. You know, it has to be a choreographed dance routine. There's 25 guys on a baseball team. It's got to be a choreographed 100%. dance. 100. And then you have to get the mascot to just slide through at the end. I still think the greatest trophy in sports is that uh, is the Korean baseball organization. Their giant anime tro- or anime sword they get at the end of the season. Yo, that's fire. I don't think I've ever seen that. I think you should be able to choose one player from the last place team and execute him. That would make baseball fun again. <laughs> Bro, that's appointment TV. Like, I'd plan my day around that. <laughs> right. Imagine, so, how, I- imagine, how, imagine how electric that game would be. No, and you had to bring the entire like last place team there. I, sorry, I didn't mean you losing team. I meant the last place team. Yeah, I'm with it, dude. So, so the last well, place team has to show up and has to sit in the stands while these two teams compete to chop one of their players' heads off. Now, who picks which player gets killed? Well, the, well, the MVP. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> do we do? Is it a Clinton DNC style suicide? Where they shotgun themselves in the chest and then hang themselves? Nope. No, it's it's two bullet shots to the back of the head and they run their car off a bridge. Nope. I, I disagree with both of those. I think the MVP literally at home plate gets to claim more the player that he chooses. Oh, Ned Stark, uh, bend the knee style. Bend the knee. Correct. Pre- Game of Thrones. Imagine how like imagine how like beef in April would take shape in like the end of October. Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson? Yeah. You you cheated on the advancing football? Well, we just won the title and I was MVP. So get your ass over here, Tommy. Yeah, that's uh, I'm with it, bro. Or or we could have them seppuku. Seppuku. No, that's the easy way out. That is not the easy way out, sir. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> the easy way out is to quit oh, baseball. That's a bitch way to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I strongly disagree there. Today's episode, we have a pop culture pick'em of top five fast food joints. We'll get into Commission's Corner as well as communion with E, and we will get into the AFC West preview. We'll pause right here and let Nick bring up Nevada's DraftKings parlay. Shout out the real executive producer of Room 303. Well, so, head executive producer. Both of them are real. Both of them do very good effort. It's just E works under Nevada. Eric does his best work from the bottom. He does his best work from the bottom. He's a real bottom guy. We're not, we're not doing this again. All right. I had a whole weekend full of being harassed. We're not doing this again. Hey, dude, you just give off power bottom energy. What can I say? You do give off power bottom. That's a compliment, Eric. It's not a compliment. That you're a power, power bottom? Yes, it is. I don't agree. You're a solid foundation for any relationship. Maybe I'm just not comfortable enough with my sexuality to walk around saying I'm a power bottom. But I would think, I would think that's exactly true. Eric, you are becoming more self-aware by the day. And I love I, it. You're like, you're like an AI learning system. I will say this, though. And, and, you know, not to give too I, much I away. Hope this, where can this transition that I'm ready for the journey, Eric, go? I hope, I hope this isn't too far, but look. Oh, it will know, be. For the right amount of money, dude, I'll be a weak bottom, power bottom. I don't give a shit, dude. Money talks, <laughs> bullshit walks. Eric, it's That's not the right say. amount of money. It's like $10,000. You know this. No, not ten. Like it's got to be life changing money. Like I got to no, be able to buy a house. No, it doesn't. Eric, it's a one time transaction of. Have you ever had a one time transaction of fifteen thousand dollars, Eric? I actually just recently did. It's where you woke up and your bank account was fifteen thousand dollars higher. Yeah, it's a lot more than that, but yeah. Oh well, all right. The first time in my life, and I uh, shit myself. So. Look, Nick, all, all I'm saying is if a dick is entering my ass, I'm with Eric. It's got to be life changing money. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't say yes. Look, I would probably do. I would probably take less money to suck a dick, but in the butt, that sounds painful. So, what's your number then? For in the butt, a hundred thousand dollars. No. 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 A, a year. Okay, a hundred and fifty then. A year's salary. Wow, way to just put shit out there. No. <laughs> Uh, no, dude, that's look, I'm already making that. Like, I, I like, no, oh, you're getting this in one, like, one, in one, that is, that is perfectly fine. Like, that is, I'm just saying, it's got to be over 500,000. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ain't nobody want that market. Ain't nobody want that juice. All right, back to what Eric just said. DraftKings has a parlay bet that was submitted to the podcast by EP Nevada. Uh, it's called. Zach Wilson and the Cougars. All right, God, I love it. I love it, bro. This I'm parlay, I'm in. Put a pizza money on already. I don't need. I don't need anything else. On DraftKings, preset it plus three fifty. That means if you spend a hundred dollars, you make three hundred fifty. Puts Zach Wilson's touchdowns over twenty two and a half, and the BYU Cougars football team wins over eight and a half. Zach Wilson and the Cougars. Are we taking this bet, gentlemen? Zach Wilson over 22 and a half touchdowns and the BYU Cougars over eight and a half wins. And $3 wins how much? Three, well, 100, well $100 wins 350 plus three. Okay, that, okay, that's what I meant to ask. For reference, Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the New York Jets right now, 
through, as I look it up, oh, Jesus, if only we're we had. So, we're so prepared. <laughs> we are, we are so prepared. For reference, he threw nine touchdown passes last year. But he didn't play the whole season. He did not play the whole season. The BYU football team in 2021, they won something that, you know, Eric could have looked up by now, but I guess he didn't. They won 10 games. They went 10-3 and three last year. He was too busy ripping one in his room. I saw the face <laughs> he just made, bro. No Look, wonder when I'm mute. All right, I'm, so, so we're, we're booking on Zach Wilson to throw 22 touchdowns. I think that's doable. BYU's record last year, you just said, was five wins? Ten and three. Ten and three? Ten and three. Oh, I'm all over this. Don't yes. they usually run that division? Yeah, we're betting this. I have a quick question. Can we make it 22 interceptions as a touchdowns? Because I you think can, that's more you, likely. You cannot alter the bet. You probably can uh, You probably can modify the bet on your own and make it Eric and the Cougars parlay. So for those of you out there who don't know where this comes from, uh, I think it was a week and a half ago. Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend posted on Instagram and posted a, a very romantic sunset picture with Zach Wilson's roommate from college and former best friend. Zach Wilson went to BYU. Some somebody a bunch of people commented, you know, oh, like, oh, she's jumping ship. She's she's you know the next toe up or something. She commented back. And said, well, no, Zach Wilson banged his mom's best friend, a homie hopper. That's what they said. Thank you. Or thank you. And said, no, Zach Wilson banged his mom's best friend. Which seems like the most Mormon thing to do, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. So. That's where this parlay comes from. Plus 350, I'm going to lay some pizza money on it. In fact, I may lay a couple of pizzas worth of money on it. I'm, I'm with you. I actually think that's not a bad parlay at all. Can we actually add uh, Dax Milne to record zero receptions this year? <laughs> I think that's minus 10,000. It really won't move the needle at all. <laughs> it's gonna, it's can we, gonna make can we bet Dax Milne to get cut? Oh, I would love to add that to it. But no, I honestly his, think his name is actually Dax Milton, correct? No, it's Dax Milne. Dax M what? M M I L N E Milne. Milne. Can we can we vote can we Milne. vote that as the widest name of all time? No, it's already won. <laughs> okay, it's already won. Can we crown it? We can officially crown it 2022's yeah. widest name of or the widest name of all time. Yeah, it's up there with Barry Poindexter. <laughs> Thomas J. Right Thomas now. J. Crapper. <laughs> I just made that up. It's up there with Von Musk. There's got to be wider names than that. No, absolutely. I just can't think of any off my name. Well, the other day, I heard I met a dude named John Williams. I mean, but he's a, but he but his name carries weight. That's a famous composer. Yeah, but it's. It's like standard issue. It's like pick the two most pick the most standard first name and the most standard last name and put them together and you got John Williams, bro. Muhammad Smith. So according to Reddit, voted on by thirteen thousand people and viewed by twenty two point four million, the widest name is Brad Majors. <laughs> Bradley Majors. <laughs> <laughs> 
Reddit is undefeated, isn't it? <laughs> that is the whitest name of all time. Bradley Majors, bro. I'm changing my I'm changing my name again during this session. Good, good for you. Good for you. Bradley Majors. That's gonna be my new creative player name. <laughs> Bradley Majors. Oh Bradley man. Majors, bro. That's funny. All right. Well, now that we've uh, diverted our podcast enough, let's go ahead and get into the real meat and potatoes with the pop culture pick'em. I believe Eric, that you are kicking it off today. But uh, yeah, the so it's top gonna... five fast food joints. I'll trade you my first and second pick for your first overall. No, I'm good. So it's going to be me, Jermaine, Nick. Um, the clear cut number one for me. Pretty sure all the El Paso people are going to agree with me. I might even think Jermaine might agree with me, but for me. It's not even close. Whataburger. Wrong. It's the greatest fast food ever made. Wrong. 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 You can even defend it. You gotta defend it at least a little bit. Yeah, I I just like I don't I don't really have an argument. Like it's just it, I've eaten it so much. It's freshly grilled, never frozen, fucking amazing. Fries are good, chicken nuggets are good. They got this honey butter brisket chicken sandwich. Shit'll make you slap your mama. It's honestly the best fast food joint out there. No, I don't care bomb milkshakes. It's Bomb honey taquitos. butter chicken biscuit. And if you ever Don't want to affectionately a- refer to your lover, it's HBCB. Come here, my little HBCB. Bro, best fast food joint. Countless nights, 3 a.m., drunk as fuck on mushrooms at Whataburger. Best place. Chick-fil-A. Best fast food joint. Chick-fil-A. I got Chick-fil-A next. Yeah. They're not even open on Sundays, dude. That makes it. It's, it's, oh, my God, Eric. Do you know anything about business? Hey, you lose one-seventh of your revenue. Also... Um, does Chick-fil-A have a K that and no K incorrect. in it? That is incorrect. That's so incorrect. That is so incorrect. It has a fucking K, Eric. No, it doesn't. I'm not putting it in. It has that a is- K. It's always had a K. It's not chic. It's not chic filet, you Mexican. It's chick <laughs> bro. Oh, oh, we're getting real racial here. No, right? We had a we had a We had a pre-show talk. You guys had to sit me down and tell me I can't say the things I want to say, and then you start hitting me with the racial the racialness. All right, bro. That's, I'm gonna say that's I want to say that. That's not racist. You are Mexican. Oh, sorry, Eric. It's not Mexican, French, Italian, Portuguese, uh, English, or what else? What else are you considered? Brazilian at this point. Brazil. Well, that's Portuguese, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Nick, you're up. What's your first it's, pick? My first pick has got to be Taco Bell. I ate it yesterday. <laughs> I <laughs> eat it about twice a week. It, it's it's a staple in my life at this point. People, this is I eat Taco Bell so much that the Taco Bell runs don't even affect me anymore. Like I don't get them anymore. My body's just like, okay, this is our life. That's so funny, bro. All right. Who knew who knew Nick was the red Mexican of the pot picking Taco Bell first? Well, love a good Taco Bell. They're out of Mexican pizza now. So so PSA for you guys. I never what? ate the Mexican pizza because I thought it was trash. They're out of the Mexican pizza? Supply chain, dog. Fucking Biden, bro. <laughs> well, wonder where Eric's political affiliations lie. My <laughs> my first pick of the second round, I'm gonna go with Sonic. It, it, it's got to be Sonic for me. Worked there. Funny story. My first paycheck that I ever got, my first job was at Sonic. My first paycheck I ever got was $4.33. It was $4.33 because I didn't know that when you ate at a restaurant, it got charged to your paycheck. I thought it was free. 
So I ate Sonic every single meal that I had and then more. And I got made $4.33. But he ate like a king, ladies and gentlemen. Like a king. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard, bro. That's hysterical. Oh, man. That's too funny. All right. I'm on the clock. I'm going to go Wendy's here. Mm. Uh, back-to-back chicken sandwich slayers. Uh, dude, just absolute heat. Is there a better fast food burger than the Wendy's double? Or like the, even the Wendy's single? The Whataburger triple. I don't think so. I do. I think the Wendy's single might be the greatest fast food hamburger in history. The Whataburger triple is a ham hock of a sandwich, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like that's like I would I would I would say like I would counter your your triple with like the Baconator. Like, I yeah, used to the, slam the, Whataburger triples, bro. I love those things, dude. They have their time and place, but if you're just looking for a quick hamburger or two, it's the Wendy's single all day long. It's pretty solid. You can't really go wrong with the Wendy's. You can't beat burger. it. Out of the package, you can't beat it. All right, Eric. What do you got for your next pick? Uh, so for my next pick, my second pick, uh, I'm going to go, uh, much like my ex-girlfriend Kaylee, my favorite thing is Five Guys. That place is delicious, bro. Well done. The the build-up, the delivery. This is why we keep you around, Eric. We know uh, you don't do anything on the podcast, but this is why we keep you around. This is what I'm Not- saying, Eric. Your self-development is really – I mean, this is like a dynamic character arc that I'm seeing right now. He, he went from a static character no one paid attention to, often in the background, to becoming a dynamic character that everyone wants to see. You're going to get your own spinoff podcast, Eric. You know that if you keep this up. We can't know. afford you for much longer if you keep this up. Yeah, I got another podcast uh, barking at the bit to try to sign me, but my lo- I'm a yeah. loyal person, so I'll never leave. I know, like Luigi's, I know Luigi's knocking down your door, Eric. <laughs> Much like, much like the Boston Red Sox, we won't sign our best players. We're gonna let right. them walk. Right. Whoa! Hold on. The Rockies perfected that move. <laughs> um, and I guess I have another pick. Um, the AL man, this Rockies. Is, this is tough, but and I might get a lot of slack for it, but I really think if you're like in the mood for almost anything, you can hit Jack and a B up, and just you can get egg rolls, you can get fucking cheesecake. Who's going to give you slack? Also, I put Eric on the egg roll game at Jack in the Box. The egg rolls are fire. Now, so there used to, there's a Jack in the Box on base on dry side uh, naval base, naval amphibious base Coronado. And that place saved my life many a night. So, yeah, you're not getting any slack from me on Jack in the Box. I was like, who are you fighting with? Bro? No, no, no. If you if you fighting people on Jack in the Box, you got two guys with you fighting them. Yo, you need to get new friends, bro. Who are you <laughs> no scrapping, doubt. bro? Fuck those guys. All right, just, here. I was just saying, I was just telling the other day, uh, so I sent the lady friend over to get Jack in the Box for us. She comes back with 12 tacos, dude. It's a good lady. Yeah, boy. Eric was just like, I got 12 tacos. You need to eat six. I was just like, I just had a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. You're out of your goddamn mind. No, you didn't. You stepped up, dude. You 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 unbuckled that. You, you untied those sweatpants and you got to fucking work. I know you. You're a blue collar man. Hell no. I, could, I didn't order 12 tacos. They'll put your food on me. What kind of feminine shit is that, Eric? All right, no, next. I'm... Go ahead, go ahead. You're up next with the third pick, Jermaine. Yeah, I tried to get it in twice, and you stepped on me twice. So go ahead and say what you wanted to say. <laughs> no, it's because I told her I wanted four tacos. She wanted two tacos. So I said, 
order six tacos, and they come in orders of two. And I thought, you know, she would look at a menu, see that, and be able to figure it out. But again, logic eludes most women, so she ordered fucking 12 tacos. So that's how we got there. That's how we came to that conclusion. You said logic eludes oh. most women. I apologize to all of our female listeners out there. That was hysterical, bro. Can you, can I, you pencil me in for Taco Cabana right here, Eric? Going with Taco Cabana for my fast food stuff. If you ever are hungover in the morning, you can just bebop over to the drive-thru, get a 12-pack of breakfast tacos, and then bebop on home and be set for the whole day, bro. I it just is... found out you can get margaritas. To go, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Any restaurant that gives you margaritas to go is okie-dokie by me. Hey, whenever I would go in, it would be like 2.30 at night. Right? No, sorry, 2.30 in the morning. I'd be leaving whatever bar I was just pouring beer down my guzzle at. And I would convince them to sell me more beer at the Taco Cabana. As I got like an enchilada tray and a few tacos, and I would go sit at my thing. They have this awesome salsa bar. So you get to pick whatever salsas you want, whatever pico you want, whatever cilantro you want. And you go back to your, your oh, man, you're eating like a king. This place is outstanding. To the point where everybody who I've become friends with, like through the military, and they're like, oh, you're from Texas? You were at Taco Cabana? And we will sit there and have a 15 conversation of nothing but love about how good Taco Cabana is. I've never been to one, so. Yeah, we need to visit my hometown. Road trip. Road trip, for sure. It's worth it. No, I'm just kidding. That's It's probably not worth it for that. We'd have to have a reason to go. So, speaking of things that have kept me, I'm, I'm going to rattle them off one, two. Because these, this is a restaurant that has that I don't think I've ever had before midnight, and a restaurant that kept me alive at like for like six a.m. tailgates, right? The first one being Cookout, right? And oh. at NC State, these are right down the road from each other. So when you're going to and when you're coming back from the bars, you hit Cookout, right? You slap a you slap an Abe down, you get. A burger that is equivalent to five guys. You get a shake. You get three sides. I mean, please. You get hush puppies. You get a chicken wrap. I mean, you gotta make you gotta make like a chocolate cherry shake. Done. Then you wake your happy ass up in the morning to go out to like a noon game. You're up at like six to start tailgating. On the way to the field, you hit up the Bojangles. You smash two Cajun, Cajun filet biscuits and a box of Bowberry biscuits. You're set for, and a sweet tea. Dump half that mug out, fill it with vodka. You're good to go, man. You put tea and vodka and not tea and whiskey? Nah, got to be vodka for me. Oh, that sounds, that sounds, I'm just a little vodka guy. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy actually. Well, but see, here's the thing. If you dump half the sweet tea out and then fill the rest up with Firefly vodka, which is sweet tea vodka, it's almost like you're not drinking vodka at all. Just a whole sweet tea. Nah, I like my liver. (laughs) I would chug that whole gallon. Well, that makes one of us. Just without stopping. Jesus Christ, that's intense. Well, man, this could have saved my life multiple times. I'm back on the clock, and I'm going to drop a name in the chat real quick to see if this is fast food. If it is fast food, this is what I'm going with. Oh, it looks like a split room. Uh, oh, they'll allow it. I'm going with Firehouse Subs <laughs> with my fourth pick. 
I, I had. Yeah. You can't beat it. I mean, oh. I, I would say meat to bread ratio. It is. It is the best sub sandwich fast food place. Absolutely, it's almost like, to the point where you're like, I'd like a little less meat, please. <laughs> that's what Eric says every night. Well, I was just going to say that's a <laughs> sentence my ex girlfriend never said, but you beat me to it. Eric, this is not this is not a boosting podcast. You don't get to boost yourself. This is a demeaning podcast. So, so why were you talking earlier about then you had a number then if you demand less meat every night? He demands less meat every. He says I demand it. I'm so confused. Do you, do you, <laughs> I was about to say, do you do you know sentence structure, Eric? I'm so confused. Are anyway. we sure in English who is demanding what? Well, subjects and, pre- so. subjects and predicates, Eric. Subjects and predicates. Yeah, oh, English man. very hard. Oh, I know. I don't know English. <laughs> All right, let's get oh, let's let's God. start wrapping this up. Let's get to your next two picks, Eric. All right. Um. So. Um. I don't really have a name for it. It's just kind of in every city you go to. There's like this little hole in the wall Mexican joint where you can get bomb ass breakfast burritos, like ponchos or filibertos or. Whatever, just no, any any no. Mexican fast food joint that's those. You have to pick a spot, bro. Yeah, I have what to the pick fuck a spot? is this? What is happening right now, bro? I, I, are you right. fucking kidding me right now? Like, what are you doing? Just any, just any like spot to, in any city that has. I'd like to take just, any late night Mexican place <laughs> ever. Fine, I'm just gonna take Chico's Tacos then. Hometown favorite. If you want extreme diarrhea, but it's fire. It's a fire pick. And then How many street tacos can you eat at Chico's? Uh, probably like six to twelve. Realistic you think so? Speaking. Yeah, that I can do. Not fucking. I'll bet you can't eat fifteen of them. I think I could power through fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. Oh God, he doesn't learn. And I week, love it. A... Hey, never learn, Eric. Just never learn. I love it, bro. Hey, bro. Fun. Life is more fun when you don't learn. Anyway, um, and with my last pick, um, I'm probably gonna get a lot of slack for this, but listen. McDonald's, like it's it's key. Just like make, they got the best make. nuggets in the game. Fries are on fire. If the ice cream machine ever fucking worked, it might even be higher on the list, but it doesn't. So McDonald's is the last pick for why, me. Why would you get slack for McDonald's? It's because you know it's a lot of people just hate on McDonald's. McDonald's has McDonald's. the best still to this day. Every every single one, every single person in this podcast can attest to. If you're on a road trip, you grab McDonald's breakfast. 100%. McGriddle, bacon, double up on it. And an OJ and a coffee. And you're, and you're good, good to go. go. Yeah. No, why are you shaking your head, Jermaine? I don't like McDonald's. Well, but I'm not going to give you slack for liking McDonald's. It's like, it's king fast food restaurant. Like, I'm right. not going to, like, that's crazy. I stopped and got a coffee one time on a road trip. It was the worst coffee I've ever had. And I've had. What'd you just say? So you just confirmed my point. There was nothing in that hometown. But you stop at McDonald's on a road trip. Only got a coffee because there was no coffee joint around. This place didn't even have a Starbucks. Oh, my God. But they had <laughs> they a must have been in the boonies. <laughs> Bro, Starbucks are everywhere. I could accidentally throw a rock and break one of their windows. Don't even tell me I'm wrong. It's like Lewis Black said. There's a Starbucks. I'm pretty sure there's a Starbucks right next to my house, and then there's a Starbucks in the Ralphs. 
Nick, have you, ever been, like, have you ever been in a place and like you don't know there's a Starbucks there and you like turn the corner and you're like, when was there Starbucks in this hotel? That's exactly, bro. <laughs> it's like 30 feet away there's a Starbucks from a Starbucks. That's insane. <laughs> I, I always heard about McDonald's coffee and they always had commercials on them. I was like, all right, so I know McDonald's has coffee. And I stopped to get one. I was just like, holy fuck, this coffee is terrible. I don't want to be so bold as to say McDonald's coffee has the best advertising for the worst product. <laughs> yes. That is I right. drink McDonald's coffee because that shit will pry open your eyelids faster than any coffee I've ever had. I've had Death, Death Wish coffee, which is supposed to be the most highly caffeinated coffee in history that I ground from beans myself. Like McDonald's coffee is like punching yourself in the face with caffeine. Yo, I disagree. I had Death Wish coffee got me through the Afghanistan deployment. Dude. Yo, I, thought the, I thought you were just going to say the Afghanistan. Just the, the Afghanistan dude. conflict. Just in general. Like, Jesus Christ. Just, had one common cup Death Wish. He's 22. He got through 22 years of strife. <laughs> I don't really have a fifth choice. And I'm kind of sitting here scrambling for. Because some of the ones I probably would have picked are clearly off the list. And uh, I'm very picky with some of my spots. But I wanted to pick Arby's here oh. just, just to fuck with people because, because everyone's like, who eats at Arby's? And I'm like, Arby's isn't really that bad. Bro, Arby's is fire. For five bucks, dude, you're eating like a king. Yeah, but, 100%. And there's your mocha shakes. Out of this Fire. world. Fire. Just absolute heat, bro. <laughs> I always used to go there. I would get a shake, and I would get jalapeno poppers, and then one of their beef and cheddars, bro. So good. Yeah. But So I'm sitting here, and I was just like, well, I can't go Arby's. And I thought about Carl's Jr., because I think Carl's Jr. is fantastic. Uh, but I'm going to go with Chipotle. Oh, great pick. Yeah, I just – I kind of, like, rattled through, and I was trying to figure out what to pick, and I was like, let me, let me just – Chipotle, you're risking it every time because Chipotle has a long track record and a long history of giving food poisoning and salmonella and E. coli to their customers. There's been dozens of lawsuits. So you're you're playing with your life, but Chipotle's worth it. The problem, the problem. is I eat the same fucking thing every time. They have such a limited menu. How do you – but here's the thing, Jermaine. How do you inoculate yourself against poison? You eat it. Right? You eat it all the time. My That's my approach with Chipotle. It's never given me E. coli because I eat it all the time. It's it's made me poop out my butt. And I might have had something more serious, but meh, whatever. <laughs> it's like it's the new age Taco Bell. All right. So unlike Eric's terrible every time, every late night Mexican place in every city, I actually have one that will qualify as fast food. And as in every city, it is the greatest end to a late night out. And you can find them in every city. You can find them in D.C., San Diego, Seattle, Philadelphia. It is every late, di- late night hot dog stand man who only accepts cash. This is, this is more ambiguous than Eric's. Nope. I will not, I will not allow it. Nope. I will not allow it. This is nope. more ambiguous than Eric's. That's not ambiguous. It's a hot dog stand. It's the, a hot dog stand. You get hot dogs for like a dollar. You walk up, you say, can I have three hot dogs? And he goes, how do you want them? You go, I don't know. Put some sauerkraut and brown mustard on. And he gives them to you for $3. All right, Eric, you can amend your Chico's Tacos pick. It's the fastest of food. 
This is preposterous. This is, gar- this is garbage that you're not allowing it. It's the fact it shows that you have no drunk taste. And I don't ever want to go drinking with you again. Because if I see a hot dog stand, you're going to be like, no, I don't want to eat that. If you see a hot dog stand while drunk, you will eat it. I did not say I wouldn't eat it. I said there is no name to this. There is no tangibility. If you would have said best, dog, man. if you would have said best worst in Austin, Texas, or an actual place in an actual city, I don't want. Then it. I would allow I it. Want a, I want a brown man, Pakistani, preferably selling me hot dogs on a corner for cash only. Nah. Now, now if we'll you allow do, it, if, you, if you can, do, if you're allowing that, Eric, change your Chico's tacos. No, no but I, to change his Chico, Chico's tacos. Chico's is fire, and it's better than breakfast burritos at random Mexican joints. So we'll let it slide, bro. The ambiguity is real. It's not real. I'm just judging Nick on the fact that he eats hot dogs. Well, fuck, yes. fuck you, Eric. Hot dogs are gross, bro. Have you ever been golfing? <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, that's why you always get two dogs at the turn. That would make you play better on the back nine. <laughs> Jesus, Bro, you call poly- yourself you call yourself thirteen percent white. <laughs> we po- we polished off we polished off like thirty hot dogs between the three of us at the All Star game. What do you mean? Man, hot don't dogs you talk to me about like no, eating hot I'm, dogs if, is such a if sin. I'm, if I'm at a ballpark or but oh like, well, okay then. You know, so hot dogs are do gross. So hot but dogs are I'm fine drunk, then. In, this, in a certain, in a certain situation, hot, dog. hot dogs are fine. Yeah, at a ballpark, enjoying All-Star game, yelling at Yankees fans. That's when it's appropriate. Not when you're drunk on the street, stumbling around, looking for a peck and Sandy man with a fucking hot dog stand. Oh, that's incorrect. not acceptable. Oh, that's when they're most appropriate. Yeah, dude, those guys slap. We got to go get drunk in Gas Lab, Eric. They have one on every corner. Oh, that is where my love for this park. started, by the way, was San Diego. Because Gas Lab has a random one on, like, every corner. And he, dude. and he in his Eric, he opens this little steel thing. You don't get to see inside it. And he just crafts whatever hot dog you want. You can be like, can I get a jalapeno, mustard, uh, I like love red that. onion Also, dog. I went to the hot dog factory when I was a kid, and it just it just scarred uh, It's I'm, not the same. I love it's like how, an all-beef frank, maybe. I love how Eric right now is being uppity about the food he's putting in his body when we're picking our top five best food choices. Oh, oh <laughs> late-night hot dogs? No, thank you. McDonald's is is on his list, and it's notorious for its pink slime and all this nasty shit it puts in his food. But I don't see hot dog. But the hot dog, you don't see it when the hot dog man's making the hot dog. Bro, and when the hot dog dog man is there in Philly, they had the hot dog man on a flat top, and he was grilling like onions and stuff for you. I was like, (laughs) I was, I was, I was like, here. I just gave him money. I think I gave him a hundred dollars. I was like, here, take it. After I saw Logic in Philadelphia, I stumbled out into the into the fucking downtown area, and, and everyone's like, "We're gonna go get cheesesteaks." And there was a hot dog dude right in front of me, and I got a hot dog on the way to get a cheesesteak. Bro, because you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not drawing the line on what I'm putting on my body when we're picking top five fast food, and especially when you're not dr- when you're drunk. <laughs> All right, Eric, read off the list, and we'll move into the next topic. All right, so uh, I had the first pick. I went Waterburger, Five Guys, Jack in the Box, Chico's Tacos, McDonald's, Jermaine had Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, Taco Cabana. Excellent pick, my brother. Excellent pick. Uh, Firehouse Subs, Chipotle. Nick had Taco Bell, Sonic, 
three things that uh, two things I've never heard of, which I got to try when I'm out there visiting: cookout in Bojangles and uh, a hot dog stand with a Pakistani man. You now that's I did not say a hot. I said preferably with a Pakistani man. Uh, I hot said dog any stand. late but, night hot dog guy or girl. But no, any I don't. I've never heard of person. Cook- I've never heard of Cookout or Bojangles. I'm not hating on it. I just never heard of it, and I'm down to try it. Bro, I've heard of it, I mean, and I've never it, had them. I mean, it's not in D.C. We can't get them in D.C. Well, I'm, North am Carolina. I not going to North Carolina? Yeah. We'll have to go play Pinehurst one of these days. No, you guys and are you going. don't go back for somebody else. You guys are going in September. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he said one of these days we'll go golf there. I was like, you're already going there. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, that wraps up the top five pop uh, fast food joints for the pop culture pick'em. We're gonna go ahead and get into the AFC West preview here. As most of you know, this division is being hyped up to be one of the best, might rival one of the best divisions we've ever seen. There was a ton of crazy moves from this division, and only one team is going to become the. It's so preposterous. Only one team is gonna be the division champ. Like that's like that to me is the craziest part of this whole thing. And <clears throat> excuse me, for those of you who don't know, the AFC West consists of the Kansas City Chiefs, who finished first in their division at 12 and 5, the Las Vegas Raiders, who finished second in their division despite the tumult they faced last year at 10 and 7. Then you have the Los Angeles Chargers, who finished third at 9 and 8. And you have the Denver Broncos, who finished fourth at 7-10. and 10. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into the Kansas City Chiefs roster. So the few of their departures include running back Daryl Williams to the Cardinals, wide receiver Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins, uh, two more wide receivers, Byron Pringle to the Bears, Demarcus Robinson to the Raiders. They had a few departures on the offensive line. They had a few linebackers depart in Melvin Ingram to the Dolphins. And they had safeties Tyron Matthew and Daniel Sorensen depart both to the Saints, oddly enough. And we'll go ahead and get into some of their additions to make up for some of those losses. Those being you mentioned uh, Tyreek Hill as well, right? I did, yes. He was the second name. Um but I just got to lead off with this one because I know Nick, Nick and myself will get out get a laugh out of this one. Uh, quarterback Chad Henney is now the backup for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, they added wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver Corey Coleman. Shout out Browns to the ship. They added all, offensive tackle. Corey Coleman is still playing in the NFL. Yeah, he got signed to play for Patrick Mahomes, bro. Yes. <laughs> So they added a few offensive linemen. They franchise tagged Orlando Brown Jr. Then they signed Garen Christian for for one year, Austin Ryder, and Andrew Wiley. And they added Justin Reed from the Texans, a fantastic pickup. That is, a, he's an outstanding safety. And then they also added Dion Bush on a one year deal uh, right after that. So. Those are the departures and additions for the Kansas City Chiefs. And as I said at the beginning, they finish at twelve and five. Now let's get into what their over/under win total is, Eric. Uh, so for the Kansas City Chiefs this year, their over/under is ten and a half. All right, and so you have their schedule, correct, Dick? Here's what we're looking at, right? They open the year week one at Arizona, then they play the Chargers at home. Two road games, 
Colts and Tampa Bay. Two home games, the Raiders and the Bills. Then at San Francisco and a bye week. Holy two home shit. games following the bye week, Tennessee, Jacksonville. A road game at the Chargers. A home game against the Rams. Three road games, Cincinnati, Denver, Houston. Two home games, the Seahawks and the Broncos. And they finish the season at the Raiders. Bro, that is a fucked schedule. So the funny thing is, when we went into these division previews, we really didn't mean to pick the two best divisions in football to start with. But you got to look at week one. They play the early season Cardinals. It's probably a loss, right? Chiefs don't start hot. Cardinals start hot. I'm booking that as a loss. Chargers. Nah, it's going to come down to the final possession on that game for me. I'll coin flip that one. What do you guys think? I agree. All division matchups are coin flips. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs got worse. Yeah. So I'm honestly looking at a sub-500 team based off that schedule. At the Colts? Do they, we think they can win in Indy? E, Matt Ryan? Yeah, they could beat the Colts. Do we think they can win in Tampa? Oh, man. Do we think they can beat Buffalo at home? Oof, no. Do we think they can beat San Francisco on the road? No. Um, can they beat Cincinnati and Denver in their respective houses? No, no. This is a four-game stretch they played from week 11 to week 14. At the Chargers, at home against the Rams, at the Bengals, at the Broncos. <laughs> if I can they could go here. 0-4 there. If I can interject here, um, we did mention they had a lot of key players leave. Last year, they finished the division 5-1. and one. The Raiders got better. The Broncos got Russell Wilson. The Chargers have more experience, better players. I think they're a sub-500 team. Yeah, I think they're a sub-500 team. I think they go, what, 2-4 and four in the division this year? I mean, even if they split the division, they went. They won, what, 12 games last year? Yeah. Yes, twelve and five. So even, if they, even if they split the division, even if they don't go five and one, if they go three and three to the division, we're, they're, we're already below their win total. So give me the Chiefs under. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs under on this. I, I, maybe I'm wrong on the below five hundred. Uh, they could finish nine and eight, but I have them based on that schedule. I have an eight and nine finish. Yeah, I'm going oh. under. Much like last week, we open up with the first pick all in agreement. Chiefs go uh-huh. under. All right. So the next team that finished last year was the Raiders. So we'll go ahead and get into the Raiders. Um, here are some of their departures before we get into the record and schedule. Actually, I should have to say the right now. They finished uh, 10-7. Uh, they lost Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Brian Edwards was traded to the Falcons. Uh, Deshaun Jackson departed. Zay Jones to the Jaguars. They lost uh, Richie Incognito. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe was traded. Carl Nassib um, stayed. Uh, Quinn Jefferson to the Seahawks. Solomon Thomas to the Jets. Uh, Nick Kwiatowski to the Falcons. Corey Littleton to the Panthers. Nicholas Morrow to the Bears. Their entire linebacker core departed. And then they lost a few of the cornerbacks that they had, uh, the most specific being Casey Hayward. 
Here are some of the additions for the Las Vegas Raiders. They added Devontae Adams and Demarcus Robinson and Matt Collins. They added two offensive linemen, uh, three defensive linemen, one of them being Vernon Butler. They added Chandler Jones. They added Micah Kaiser, Kyle, Kyler Fackrell. And then they added cornerback Rakia Sin versus via trade and Anthony Averitt uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. All right, Nick, let's get into that schedule. What's our over under, Eric, before we go into the schedule? Uh, for the Raiders this year, I don't. I, uh, it is uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Over under eight and a half. Let me tell you about these brutal five weeks they play before the bye week. At the Chargers, at home against the Cardinals, at the Titans. At home against Denver, at the Chiefs. Bye week. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's as bad anymore. I don't think the Titans are as good. I and well, who's before the Titans as well? They got worse. The Cardinals got worse. Okay. After the bye week, week seven, they're at home against the Texans. Then two road games: Saints and Jaguars. Come home to play the Colts. Two more road games: Denver and the Seahawks. Play the Chargers at home. Go into LA to play the Rams at home against the Patriots at Pittsburgh, and then two home games to finish out the year, 49ers and Chiefs. <laughs> it's a brutal schedule. That is I, – we, I might have to – we might have to adjust the Kansas City pick based, based on that schedule. That's insane. That over under eight and a half is so impossible to call. I want so, nothing to do with it. So just like I said with Kansas City, here's week 13 through 18 for the Raiders, if you don't remember. Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, 49ers, Chiefs. Yeah, I remember. That is that is awful. I'm going under. Uh, let me yeah. ask you this. Who's the head coach now? Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. Oh, yeah, he's going to fuck it up. I'm going under. Last time Josh McDaniels was a coach of the Denver Broncos, what did he do, Eric? He blew it. the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. With Tim Tebow? With Tim Tebow, yeah. Derek Carr's almost as good as Tim Tebow, so we'll see. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I think we just had a new low in takes. God damn, that got me, bro. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I'm Listen, not touching this one. Yeah, I I don't like it. I'm saying under if I have to pick. I think eight and a half is perfect. <laughs> I'd like That's to take what eight. I said. I'd like <laughs> to take eight and a half, please, Alex. <laughs> Can I call Chuck? <laughs> yeah. Just for continuity's sake. Um. What's Eric? What's the? Uh, do you have the odds pulled up? What's What's the? Uh, are they both even money, or do I get a plus on one of them? Uh, let me pull it up for you real quick. Because that stretch thirteen through eighteen is brutal. It's so brutal. The fact that the AFC West plays the NFC West this year is absolutely insane. We have so many big time matchups. It's unreal. I will so- say this though. If the Raiders do well with this schedule, I mean Raiders Super Bowl pick. That's a yeah. I'm with you. They, if they can show up in the oh man, that's interesting. So the over eight and a half is minus one twenty. 
the under eight and a half plus 100. I'll take over. Or I'll oh, take under. I'll, I'll take, take under. under. I'll take under. Under under even money, I'll take under. But for those of you listening, uh, we haven't said the podcast motto yet. Hashtag fade us. So uh, bet accordingly. That is a hellacious schedule. These the schedules we read last episode and this episode, we're only halfway through, are some of the craziest schedules I've seen. Because they both play each other. It's there's so many good football games with just between these two divisions. It's nuts. All right. So the very next team that we have, they finished third last year, are the Los Angeles Chargers, nine and eight. I almost had name. Um, and here's we'll go through some of their de- departures. They um sorry, they lost to Jared Cook, Brian Beluga. Wait, did they lose Brian Beluga? Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, they lost. Right, so uh, they, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So they lost Brian Bluga, Linval Joseph, Justin Jones, Nawusu, uh, Chris Harris. The cornerback is gone as well. Um, and then they added. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna name backup quarterbacks just because it cracks me up to see them on this list. They possibly just keep hopping around, but quarterback Chase Daniel. The they, most, the, best, the the richest backup quarterback in NFL history, I believe. 100 percent uh wide receiver mike williams re-signed three years 60 million dollars seahawks tied in gerald everett two years 12 million they added uh two two sorry three defensive linemen they traded for khalil mack they signed jc jackson and they signed josh harris uh long snapper four years 5.6 million i just had to shout out the long snapper (laughs) all right Vic, let's get into the schedule all right, Eric, what's our over-under before we get into the schedule? The over-under for the Los Angeles Chargers is 10. 10. All right. So week one, at home against the Raiders. Or sorry, home against the Raiders. Then at KC, home against Jacksonville. Two road games, the Texans and the Browns. Two home games before the bye week, Broncos and Seahawks. After the bye week, two road, road games, Atlanta and San Francisco. Week 11, they are home against Kansas City. Two more road games, Arizona and the Raiders. Two home games, Miami and the Titans. At Indy, home against the Rams at Denver to end the season. Over. Yeah, I mean, looking at this schedule, we can probably spotlight – Four wins before the bye week, right? Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland, Seattle, regardless of field. After the bye week, you can probably give Atlanta, Arizona, Tennessee, Indy, right? And then, and then they split the division series three and three, right? Let's say and then you split five. the division, so they're 11. That puts you at 11. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying over right away, just based on I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Well, that was quick. What else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, but listen, the, the charges keep improving every year, right? Eric? Well, so I'm taking the over. I, I know we're, that we have a lot of other bets to talk about, but I do think they will be the division winner. I think Justin Herbert – I'm I'm all over this team this year. That J.C. Jackson and the secondary, they already got a stud on the other side. 
They got Khalil Mack coming in. They already got Bosa. They're they're stacked on everything. They've got depth at running back, depth at receiver. Who cares about tight end? They probably got one of those too, Gerald Everett. Uh, Herbert is going to submit. I don't know. I just think this is – I fuck, man. I hope – like, Eagles – I hope the Eagles win the Super Bowl, but if not, I think the Chargers are going to do it this year. Well, I mean, to the viewers out there or to the listeners out there, like, think of what we just said. I just named four games that regardless of field, they're going to win, right? Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland, Seattle, Atlanta, Arizona, Miami, and potentially Tennessee Indy, right? Well, that's nine that I just named, right? They split the division. They split. That's 12 wins. We can agree 12 wins, right? If they do yeah. what the Chiefs did last year and go 5-1 and one in the division or 4-2 and two in the division, that's 13-14 wins. And that's not that – it's not that crazy to say, Eric. So, yeah, what's, what are the odds on the Chargers winning the division? Let me get that pulled up. I got to keep jumping back between screens here. Like, I, I, just, I, I don't think that – I don't think that Atlanta's going to beat them. I don't think a Week 10 San Francisco is a good team. I think you can throw a toss-up in KC. This is, by the way, all after the bye week. At Arizona, a late, a late Arizona team? No. At the Raiders, maybe. That's a, like Jermaine said, that's a toss-up. So the AFC West, the Chargers have the – Second best odds at plus 220 to win the division. Plus 220. Give me plus 220 for the Chargers to win the division. I'll take that. That's a great bet. After, after looking at this schedule, because I was like, KC probably still wins the division, right? They have Andy Reid. They have a lot of the returning uh, talent. But looking at the departures, looking at that schedule, this is looking like it's the Chargers division to win. And based on how this is shaking out, just how we went through – the Raiders and the Chiefs and the way the NFL schedule makers make the schedule. So for those of you at home who don't know, if you finished first in your division, you are going to play other first place teams the year prior, which is why you end up with matchups, uh, you know, in the, in from the AFC, right? So Kansas city plays the Patriots and, or sorry, the Patriots didn't finish first. They play the bills. They play the Titans, et cetera, et cetera. Or, you know, whoever finished first in those divisions. And that's how they build those those orders. So, I think that's pretty – plus 220 to win the division for the Chargers, I think that's a great bet. Probably put that under the room through a three bet because I agree with that. I think I'm taking Chargers to win this division this year. Now, and that's now, get- now hold on, though. Let's, let's – what you just said, that's a great bit of foreshadowing. So, let's, let's continue this Chargers take. And then I just – I just pulled up a schedule that 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 might convince you otherwise. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Are the Broncos fine? We picked him how many years in a row, Nick? They're finally the, the the horse to ride. Just just wait. All right, so Broncos finished seven and ten last year uh, with a putrid set of performances from their signal corner caller behind the center. They traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Dolphins. Sorry, they, Teddy Bridgewater walked to the Dolphins. Drew Locke was traded to the Seahawks. Deshaun Hamilton went to the Texans. Noah Fant was also traded to the Seahawks with Shelby Harris. They lost a few linebackers, two cornerbacks who have a pretty decent pedigree in Kyle Fuller and Bryce Callahan. And they lost uh, auxiliary pieces on the offensive line and a uh, defensive end, Stephen Weatherly, to the Browns. 
Here are their notable additions. Let me go ahead and find them real quick. They are not next on this list. All right, so Denver Broncos. Here we go. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson via trade. Uh, backup quarterback Josh Johnson. Um, also a former added, Seahawks quarterback? <laughs> uh, I, I, he was with the Ravens last year. Uh, they I think Josh Johnson played with the uh, – keep going, sorry. I could I could only tell you who he was with last year. <laughs> so, um, Tom Compton, Calvin Anderson, and Ben Braden. Uh, just some few uh, offensive line depth pieces. They added uh, DJ Jones from the 49ers, three years, $30 million. They added um, Alex Singleton from the Eagles, Randy Gregory from the Cowboys, the much maligned signing that what never was for Dallas, five years, $70 million. They brought in Kwan Williams to fill in that Kyle Fuller role, and they signed J.R. Reed from the Giants. All right, Eric, what is the over-under for Denver? Uh, the over-under for Denver this year is 10. All right, Nick, and what is the schedule? Also, let me just bop in with this. Josh Johnson is, has never been uh, on the Seattle Seahawks, but – in a game last year with Lamar Jackson injured, he went 28 for 40, 304 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. <laughs> Take a bow, young man. You said Jesus. he's 36 years old, Eric? Yeah, he had 35. He did that, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yo, good, for, okay. good for you. Hey, again, take a bow, young man. Yikes. Okay, well, you know, that's, that's – uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, week fifteen against Cincinnati, in which they lost forty-one to twenty-one. <laughs> Oops. Well. Oops. We probably should have led with that. You tried, big guy. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Week one, Denver opens because the NFL schedule makers are so great. Russell Wilson going to Denver. Denver opens at Seattle. Then they play two uh, home games: the Texans and the 49ers. At Las Vegas, at home against the Colts, at the Chargers, two home games before the bye weeks, Jets and Jags going into the bye week. They are, sorry, coming out of the bye week at Tennessee, home against the Raiders, two road games, Carolina and Baltimore, two home games, Chiefs and Cardinals, two road games, Rams and Chiefs, and then to end the season, home game uh, against the Chargers. Here's how it always seems to go in years like this. Looking at this schedule now, I can see a way in which the Broncos and the Chargers game week 18 decides the division. Uh, I could kind of see that. that. That's not as easy a schedule as you alluded to. Let me, their first eight games, they could go seven and one. So you're saying they beat the Chargers? Oh, wait, they, they only play the Chargers once there. All right, read the Seattle, again. Houston, Seattle, Houston, San Francisco, the Raiders, Colts, Chargers, Jets, Jacks. Yeah, they could go 7-1. and one. They could go 7-1. and one. And then at that point, we are asking them to win four more games. Which is doable. Four of their – we're asking them to go 500 in their last – uh, eight games of the season, right? Or the last nine games of the season, which is Tennessee, Las Vegas, Carolina, Baltimore, Kansas City, late season Arizona, 
the Rams, the Chiefs again, and the Chargers. I stand by my Chargers. <laughs> I stand by my Chargers win the division pick. I think the Chargers have a better team than the Broncos. I think this Week 18 matchup, though, will decide the division. I like that because I like the storyline. I'm taking the over for Denver. First of all, let me get that out of the way. I like that bet. The over 10 seems wildly achievable. I – um, what? Eight season, 422 total yards. Tom Brady in Super Bowl versus – I was – so I was yards. just – I was just looking up Josh Johnson because I was curious. He's played eight seasons in the NFL. He's got a total of – let me pull this up again. Uh, 76 pass attempts, 422 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. How is that possible? He threw for 302 yards last year. Are you saying that in his other seasons he has not thrown for more than that? That's what I have here on uh, NFL.com. Not true at all, no. <laughs> he, has, he, he has played eight seasons, you're correct. But in his career he's thrown for 2,200 yards. Where do you see this at? Uh, Profootballreference.com. All right. Well, here on NFL.com. Oh, you only mean the ultimate football stats site. Why'd you, why'd you, uh, that? Well, I'm just saying. It says 76 here, 422, average 5.6. But, hey, who knows? Are you, are you sure that's not just last year? That, or that that's his career on NFL.com? Says total thirty seven games. <laughs> yeah, uh, last year Eric he threw for six hundred and thirty eight yards. Damn, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the website. <laughs> Let me hit refresh. Real Yo, quick, see what happens. Let me hit refresh. <laughs> oh, it's still and there. Some, in, some intern is digging into the Josh Jackson, the Josh Johnson files. Hold on. First of all, Eric, share your screen. I need to look at these stats and then Nick, share your screen. Let, let's pull these up and do a quick little cross-reference here. Uh, How preposterous a difference between those two numbers. Eric said, Nick has 2,200 yards. Eric has 422 yards. That's uh, – are you sure it's not – you're just reading the columns wrong? It's not 422 attempts? All right, Nick, I have yours on the screen. Let's see. <laughs> what do we got here? Josh Johnson played with Baltimore last year, career, 37 games, 205 completions, 353 attempts for 2,270 yards and 13 touchdowns. By the way, Josh Johnson is career one and eight, so not the guy you really want stepping up in the, in the big moment. All right, Eric, go ahead and share your screen real quick. I'm not sure why it's not shared yet. I'm, I'm clicking <laughs> over. I'm clicking over. Man says 87 screens. You can't figure yeah. it out, bro. All right. What is going on? Oh, this even this way the stats pop up. Eric, are you looking up rushing yards? Oh, Eric, you're it. looking up rushing yards. <laughs> oh my Emma? god. Damn. Oh my god. You got me, dude. Yo, also NFL's website needs some love. That looks it's like really big, right? Like is it's it, it's no 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 yeah. no no no. No, 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 Eric. You don't get to blame NFL.com. They provided the right columns for you. I'm just saying the rest of my website, look how small the rest of my websites are. Well, that one's kind of big, but look at these. And then you get here and it's like, boom, in your face. 
Yeah, but Eric, it literally says completions attempts yards, and you clicked rushing yards. Whatever, dude. I it's a big ass screen, dude. Oh man, now that we've successfully derailed the Denver Broncos over under talk, I was the only one who came on the record and said over. Nick believes that the division will be decided in Week 18 between Denver over. and, I, yeah, I saw, I, and over Los well. Angeles. So Nick obviously wants the over. Eric, go ahead and give us your over-under total for the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think they're going to go under. Okay. Just because? I think Russell Wilson's trash, and I don't necessarily think, uh, you know, they have that tough division. I think Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs, I think they're going to go like one and five in the division this year. All right, Eric. Here is my exact order for the NFC West. Are you ready? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get to the right screen real quick. Give me a sec. I want to make sure I have this. Exact order, AFC West. All right, give it to me, Papa. It is Broncos, Chargers, just just to fuck with Jermaine, Chiefs, Raiders. All right, so Broncos, Chargers. How does that fuck with me? Because you're going to pick the Chargers, as you should. As I as I as I also agree that they'd win the division with the plus two twenty. Yeah, earlier yeah. in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yep. Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, plus eleven hundred. Eleven hundred, love it. Book it. Jermaine, I believe I believe Jermaine will will swap my Broncos Chargers, but it'll remain the same. Yeah, I have uh, LA. I have LAC, Denver, KC, LV. LAC, Denver, KC, LV. LAC, Denver, KC, LV. That one's plus eleven hundred. Same odds. Yeah, it, it's not really because we're not really swapping much, right? Yeah. yeah, so you can cop, you can paste over that. I just put it in so you can see what what the order was when, if you're looking at it. Um, yeah, so plus eleven hundred. Uh, that's a fun bet. Although, as much I was super confident on the exact order for the NFC West on this one, I'm a little less confident, obviously, because uh, if they flip any f- few games, this division has a completely different skew, and then Kansas City could be at the top, or hell, the Raiders could be at the top. So, um, with that, um, yeah, I think that I think that's a pretty pretty interesting division to watch. After looking at the schedules, uh, t- talking through the addition subtractions as well as the coaching changes, it's going to be a very interesting, um, you know, two rookie head coaches in, in this division. Nathaniel Hackett for the Denver Broncos and Josh McDaniels for the Las Vegas Raiders, which can have some some bearing on how these teams do. So going with the rookie head coach to win the division his first year seems very Matt LaFleur-esque. Um, which is good considering he did come from Matt LaFleur's camp up in Green Bay. Um, yeah. Eric, you want to go? Did you give your exact order? Are you the same as any one of us? Or I'm going Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. So universally, Raiders are last. How unfortunate. They made so many good moves and they're still <laughs> man, that is tough. All right, now we're going to get into the prop section of the division. We have a lot of stuff written down. You boys pick your your props that you are interested in. Pick your over, under, and then we'll go from there. 
So, so my, it- I was going to say my best bet to start and one that I, that I took as soon as he got traded Khalil Mack over Khalil Mack over sacks. Give me, give me all day long. He has never played in a system in which he's had such a dominant outside presence on the other side or inside, right? Khalil Mack can play outside, inside. He can play stand-up linebacker. He's a guy that can just do everything for the Chargers that they've and, – and really give me, give me a parlay between Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, both overs. Because what benefits Khalil Mack benefits Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa has also not had a Khalil Mack on the other side to back him up. So all you need is 23 and a quarter sacks to hit both those overs. Obviously, uh, Khalil Mack's over-under is 10.25, and Joey Bosa's over-under is 12.75. Those two absolute colossus of human beings on opposite ends seems almost unfair. Um, And it's going to be fun to see them get after, you know, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Uh, it's going to be real exciting to watch that tr- Chargers front seven. Hopefully they can stop the run now. That's been their Achilles heel for God knows how long. Khalil Mack in his best season, 15 sacks. So that's pretty decent. Joey Bosa in his best season, also his second year, 12 and a half sacks. What One of the things that, benefits these over-unders now is the addition of another game. Correct. So if they've already done these in seasons with 16, (laughs) you give them another four quarters, another 60 minutes, then obviously they're going to go there. So I'll get into my first prop. It's going to be the Austin Eckler over-under 1,400 and a half yards. That's for total rushing and receiving. Eric, can you go ahead and give me the juice on that, please? Let me get it pulled up. Um, Sorry, there's so many screens here, dude. Yeah, I don't care. Just give me the numbers. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good to know, fam. Good to know. Don't start that. Don't start that bullshit. We have dead space. What do you want me to do? No, no, no. Start freestyling? All right, so it's Bro, the I, rest- love, I, I love how on these props, like 1,400 and a half. Like, I love how, like, the last game, like, week 17, I love the idea of you, like, sweating. Like, Austin Eckler needs, like, 50 yards receiving and 50 yards rushing. 50 and a half yards rushing. It's yeah. the, uh, it's the same has- for the over and the under. It's minus 115. This has the potential to be the worst beat of all time if you don't hit it. Like, if yeah, he thanks, gets 1,400 hey, yards. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Nick. Thanks. Hey, I'm thanks. here for you. Hey, can I'm, you go Here's Nick signing off, everybody. Can you go pee again, please? Here's <laughs> Nick right, signing so, off. Eric, I know you got stepped on a few times, but I heard the plus or minus 115. Uh, sorry, minus 115 for either the over or under. I'm going over. Uh, first of all, I don't bet unders, so I'm going um, over on this. I just think that's an absolute um, gangbusters of a deal. I think Austin Eckler is going to have a huge role in that offense, and you know it's only going to get that much better. Um, Nick or Eric, do you have any other props that you're looking at? I mean, he stayed. I mean, Austin Eckler played how many games last year? 
Eckler, I believe he missed two. Oh, he only missed two? And we saw, like, one of his most productive seasons last year? Yeah. I mean, like, we, you got you to think in this, in this offense, right, where they right. don't need to use him as much. So you're, you're both preserving his health and keeping a guy fresh who's an electric player. Yeah, last year, 911 rush yards and 647 receiving yards. Easy. Over 1,500 plus in 16 games. Yeah, so he missed just the one then. Right. So okay. you're going to give me – you're going to give me 1,550. You're going to give me 1,550 yards in 16 games and then say that the bet is 1,417 games with a rebooted Chargers offense? I mean, I might, I might, I might, you know, jump on the old bandwagon and let's ride. <laughs> I, I just thought it was a great bet. It's something that absolutely fascinated me. Uh, there's some very interesting value on this. Um, you know, in order for these Raiders over-unders touchdowns to hit, you have to believe that Derek Carr is going to hit 29 and a half. I don't know exactly if that's going to be how Josh McDaniels run this offense or if they're going to be more of a rush first in the red zone. I didn't look up any statistics. Um, you know, I didn't look up any statistics as to how Josh McDaniels play calls, which is just means I'm unprepared here. But I do have another value pick here. I'm liking the Mike Williams over under six and a half touchdowns. I think him signing that three years, $60 million contract and, you know, him being another year familiar with Justin Herbert, now Keenan Allen's slightly older. You know, I think Mike Williams is going to take a bigger jump into this offense. And uh, I think, I think Mike that's Williams, great. By the way, personal friend of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, long story. <laughs> that is true, actually. Michael, so personal friend of the podcast. <laughs> that is, uh, that's very accurate. I forgot about that. That's so funny. Um, yeah, and then I'm looking at some of these touchdown totals for the quarterbacks, and I like the fact that Patrick Mahomes plays better when Tyreek Hill is not on the field. Uh, I don't know why that is. It's similar to Aaron Rodgers had a higher QBR when Devontae Adams wasn't on the field. I'm not saying that they're better without those players. Let's not get it twisted. I'm just saying that if you extrapolate over a season, I, Patrick Mahomes over 34 and a half touchdowns, that's another one I'm looking at. Uh, I think there's great value there. And I honestly think that Hunter Renfro having Devontae Adams opposite of him has now created the new Randall Cobb of the AFC West. And I think Hunter Renfro over 77 and a half receptions is an absolute gangbuster of a deal. Um, I just think you can't focus on him. And if you're trying to take away Darren Waller and you're trying to take away Devontae Adams, and you've seen what Josh McDaniel has been able to do with Wes Welker, with Julian Edelman, with, um, I mean, Chris Hogan. I mean, you could pick so many of these little slot receivers that are just outstanding route runners. And I think the over 77 and a half is fantastic value. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to agree with you with the, with the, with the Patty Mahomes one. I mean, in his last two seasons, he's thrown 37 and 38 touchdowns. 
I mean, I think it's an overcorrection for the Tyreek Hill, like losing Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I, I look, first of all, no one's going to sit here and say that Tyreek Hill is not a big loss. Like, that's not what we're saying at all. But what we're saying is he's still a good quarterback. He's played without Tyreek Hill a few times, right? And Andy Reid is very good at getting the most out of the players he has on his roster. I believe that the amalgam they have at wide receivers with Juju Smith-Schuster and company, you know, as well as the addition of the rookie Sky Moore, that Patrick Mahomes will figure it out and he'll be as good as advertised, as good as usual. Um, And then here's another one. Oh, well, here, hold on. While we're on this topic. Go ahead. I'm going to look up some stats real quick. When a quarterback does not have proven wide receivers, who does he stick to? Nobody. What do you mean nobody? His tight end. Quarterbacks love tight ends. Travis Kelsey, the last four years, 1,300 yards, 1,200 yards, 1,400 yards, 1,100 yards. That was all with Tyreek Hill. Those same years, 10, 5, 11, 9 touchdowns. You're telling me to, I can get Ty, or Travis Kelsey with an unproven receiving core over 9, t- nine and a half touchdowns and over 1,100 and a half yards? I mean, book it. Book that all day long. That's free money for Vegas. So you're taking touchdowns over and yards over for Kelsey? Yards receiving yards and touchdowns over for Travis Kelsey. Who does Mahomes have to throw to that he trusts in this offense? Nobody. Nobody, except for Travis Kelsey. And I just told you the receiving numbers that he had in Travis Kelsey's seasons in which he has played 15 games or more. There have only been two seasons in which he has not gotten over 1,100 yards. Yep, that's a – Jesus, that dude's dominant. That's, That's so free crazy. money. You're, you're telling me Tyreek Hill leaves. Travis Kelsey is still there. And you're telling me I can get that free money with 17 games, like we said? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I, I think it's um... – Dude, that's so fast. Also, Eric, yeah, Eric, what is the what is the reception number for Travis Kelsey? Yeah, while, while Eric's looking that up, so Eric's done a great job building out this this <laughs> stat, this this sheet. So ninety point five. Uh, what is it? Ninety point five. Ninety point five with Tyreek Hill. The last four seasons, one hundred ninety-seven, one hundred five, and ninety-two. I want a Travis Kelsey across the board parlay. Dog, that I mean, that has such a, uh, um, <laughs> you know, it has such an ability to hit that it's so goddamn wild. Sweet. Uh, here, here's something that I'm predicting Russell Wilson to be very, very close to 600 pass attempts, which he's never been in his career, right? Despite them having the two running back heads and Nathaniel Hackett coming from Green Bay where they switched Aaron Rodgers to a more rush-first style offense, and they used his efficiency, right? But, you know, he's been over 31 touchdowns. One, two, three. Uh, we'll, take, we'll count that one for five times in his career, right? And none, none, of those he had, none of those seasons he had more than 558 pass attempts. So if you're telling me I'm projecting him to have at least 40 more attempts, <clears throat> Russell Wilson over under 31 and a half touchdowns is fascinating to me. I'm not going to lay any money on it. 
I just want to make note that I think, um, you know, more of a highlight that, hey, if you're interested in a bet that this Russell Wilson over under touchdowns is fascinating. And I'm actually going to make a little note for myself on the executive producer's uh, document. And uh, I just want to track this bet and see how it hits at the end of the year. All right. If no one else has any other props, no, anyone else? Yeah. Nope. I'm gonna yep. give you. I'm gonna give you mine really quickly. Um, so I'm riding the Chargers hard. I'm going Herbert over 36 and a half touchdowns. I'm going. Uh, what is this one? I'm going Waller over five and a half touchdowns. I'm going Mike Williams over six and a half touchdowns. I'm gonna go Max Crosby over nine and a half, nine point seven five sacks. Then I'm gonna do Chargers Super Bowl plus fourteen hundred, and Justin Herbert wins the MVP for plus a thousand. Hold on. You you went through that really quick and didn't even give us a chance to digest it. Did you say Chargers Super Bowl? Yeah, plus fourteen hundred. I'm riding it heavy. More than pizza money? You putting a you putting a, a C note on it? I'm thinking about putting a C note on a parlay of all these to hit because I know they're gonna hit. All right. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> what are read the them, odds, Eric? Read them back the to odds? me. What are the what are the, what are the odds of each individual bet? And I'll tell you what the parlay is. Uh, let me just pull it up in Bleacher Report, and I'll create it real quick. We can move into the next thing, and I'll start putting them in real quick and give you guys what it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> well, give, us, well give, give, give the viewers what you just – or give the listeners what you just said again. All right. So I'm going to par- go – What Eric's first. ludicrous parlay was. I'm going to go Justin Herbert over 36 and a half touchdowns. Darren Waller over five and a half touchdowns. Mike Williams over six and a half touchdowns. Then I'm going to get my boy Max Crosby. He's going to get over 9.75 sacks. The Chargers will win the Super Bowl at plus 1,400. And Justin Herbert will be the MVP of the National Football League at plus 1,000. We assume all those bets are plus or like even or our standard juice, right, which is minus 110. And you said that that Justin Herbert was minus 1,000, right? Uh, Plus 1,000, yeah. So based on Eric's bets, a hundred dollar bet would win two hundred nineteen thousand and seven and seventy four dollars. A hundred dollars would win that. A hundred dollars would win. Eric, you got based on standard juice. This is based on standard juice for the player prop bets. So minus one ten. Minus one ten, correct. Eric, you got to bet that, bro. Hold on, I'm gonna put it in DraftKings and see what it gives me here. All right, let's see what let's, let's give you on DraftKings. Uh, we're gonna push Commission's Corner to next week, um, and I think uh, we'll probably end up wrapping with the the NFC West division breakdown, and we'll move uh, Communion with E to next week as well. Uh, AFC West breakdown, you mean? Yeah, yeah, you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I'm also going to add Chargers winning the AFC West. Oh, you just, yeah, you just sabotaged it. Yeah, you ruined it. Can you imagine if all that bet hits except for the Chargers winning the AFC West? I don't think he wins MVP if they don't win the division, though. Yeah, maybe not. All right, so if I parlay it. If you what it? Parlay it. Sorry, I got a little stutter step there. Um, That was the Portuguese in him. Oh, dude, DraftKings is a bunch of cunts, dude. They won't let me parlay it. Bastards. Well, okay. Unfor- unfortunate. Unfortunately. Let me see. Well, let me take Eric, out something. 
Well, if, if anybody, if any uh, offshore accounts are listening to the podcast, let us know. Eric has $100 to give you. <laughs> <laughs> That you that you can use on whatever. That's so crazy that they won't let you parlay that. It's free money. Take it. Like why, why, why won't why, you give why, me my why money? Won't they let you, why, why won't they let you parlay? It just says this this bet cannot be parlayed on the bottom of the screen. And then I took out some of the bets, and it just it won't let you parlay player totals and stuff. Maybe it won't let you parlay player totals with like division winners. Yeah, trash. Why? But why? Like, well, like th- this is one rant that I've had. Like you just said, Eric, this is free money for gambling. You you incur you as the better incur so much risk that like they don't even have to incur any risk. Why would they not take that parlay? I'm not sure, dude. Like, like why? Even, even even if it is standard juice plus think, the odds that you gave me, I think it's because they know I got a winner on my hands, so they don't want to give it to me. Plus two hundred nineteen thousand. Dude, I'm with you, Nick. I'm with you. Like, come on. It's a layup of a win. If your odds are really at plus 219,000 and it's standard juice, that's not even factoring in the plus 1,000 for the, for the MVP, the plus 1,400 for the Super Bowl. It's like, come on. Just open up the floodgates and let people create the most ludicrous bets and go cash their check. It's that simple. You know who would let us do this? Five guys? Five dimes? Five dimes. So I'm going to say this on the record. We're recording right now. I'm going to put every single one of these picks into my 303 locks. All these are going into locks for me this year. You had $2,000 bets, right? Or, or two plus 1,000 bets, right? Yeah, Super Bowl's 1,400. MVP is plus 1,000. <laughs> it makes the odds so much crazy. Using, using Vegas Insider's parlay cal- calculator. If we assume that the player props are even money, or are sorry, standard juice minus one ten. <laughs> if Eric bet a hundred dollars on all his parlays, one million dollars, he would win two point four one million dollars. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. Like how rid- I just want that bet to be able to. Get- Who do I have to call? Look, we'll put a thousand on it if you let us make this bet. Uh, a thousand, $1,000 would win you $24 million. <laughs> Excuse me, $24.1 million. Oh, that's so crazy, bro. That's so crazy. Let's see if, let's see if, let's see if our trusted site, Vavana, will let me put this bet in for Eric. But while, while Nick's looking that up, we'll just, that's, that, that ends our AFC West divisional breakdown. We cleaned it up uh, much quicker and, you know, made it much more simpler this year. I'll just run through a quick commission's corner. We actually had our first auto draft of the draft. That's right. Someone managed to take six hours to make a selection and ended up with Tyler Higby tied in for the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, last but not least, I just wanted to say there's been two punishments Um one person had to take a shot for picking Stefan Diggs after he was taken, and I took I messed up the draft order based on all the crazy amount of trades that have happened. And for the record, I I'm tracking everything that's happening this league. We've had 10 trades um so far. 
And uh, I took three tequila shots in a row and chased it with a Coors Light. What do you got, Eric? Is there any punishment for drafting a player and not knowing what team he's on? <laughs> there should be. There, there should be. Yeah, for those of you at home, Eric was like, yo, let me get Sammy Watkins, wide receiver, whatever team he's on. I was just like, this is the player you want. <laughs> Do you not know what team he's on? Bro, he's poised to break out this year. I don't care who's throwing <laughs> yeah. it to him. He's going to do it, my guy. It, 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 was, it was a big swing and a miss, Eric. Big swing and a miss. Whatever. Rodgers has nobody. Now that I know he plays with Aaron Rodgers, he has nobody. So I'm hoping he's the guy that steps up and fills those gigantic – Shoes left by Devonta Adams. We've been waiting for a Sammy Watkins breakout since he was drafted. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Mike Williams is going down that path. A Clemson kid who had all the potential in the world, but then he broke his back. But he's going to bounce back, and he's going to get me over six and a half touchdowns and win me this parlay. I feel in my nuts. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have EPE. We'll see you next week when you come on down and step into the room.